ピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピッピ
but due to several scheduling things, and we were recording this the day before it's coming out, um, and I have been deep in my hole doing secret things for December, which I'm very excited about and nobody asked for. So today, I want to talk about some books that I really, I really enjoyed. We're not going to do too deep a dive because we're talking about two books. Um, and I, I think that you will enjoy. You have not read them. You haven't had the time. I, the but first time. <laughs> I didn't make you do homework for this one. The usually, first time I've ever not read the book. I'm feeling really vulnerable right now. I know. Now. It's hard because usually you have some defense yeah. against the topic. Most people don't get that. I know that I've made you do work in the past, but really it was a mercy because usually I just confront somebody with, hello, today we're doing erotic ASMR and you have to sit a foot away from me. Yeah. Um. So there's... But today... You get, you know, at least the books we're talking about, um, but you don't know the topic that we're going to explore. Yeah. So this is going to be a, kind of a mix of things because sometimes we do like a genre exploration or a trope exploration. Sometimes we just talk straight about the books, right? Um, so we're going to kind of be mixing those things. So we are talking about the Claws and Cubicles uh, series by Kate Pryor. And I keep wanting to call her Katie Pryor and I frankly have no idea why um and every time i go look up her books i'm always like why is it not coming up with anybody and then i'm like kate Pryor yeah. is such a good name solid That's such a good solid. like cowboy western name actually oh yeah like she owns her own ranch on the frontier uh, yeah and some beautiful outlaw comes and like yeah yeah mm. okay anyway sorry go Hi, on. Kate. <laughs> <laughs> so kate writes like first of all i want to preface this by saying um, I, I really did like these books. I think that um, Kate is a really fantastic writer. I went into them with no expectations as I usually, I don't read, I don't read reviews um, because I hate myself. Um, so I just picked things willy nilly and a couple of my friends had read it and um, I was like, all right, whatever. I need something to read. These are pretty short. I'll go ahead. Um, and I, so, okay. So we're starting there with the fact that Abigail did like them very much. Okay. I great. want to then immediately move into the fact that Kate Pryor, um, did a crime, a crime on me, um, a big crime on me, a murder crime, um, because she killed me dead with secondhand embarrassment, oh. the likes of which I have never experienced before in my entire human life. I'm suddenly very grateful I didn't read this. <laughs> I think you would enjoy them, but I think... The secondhand I, embarrassment. You and I are very similar. <laughs> so the first one had almost... A, so uh, I don't even have these in front of me. I should probably have them because I don't want to get the titles wrong because I don't want to be a dick. Um, but I believe the first one is called uh, Love, Laugh, Lee, Click? Click? How do you pronounce that? How do you pronounce that? Pronounce what? The L-I-C-H, the the monster. Lich? Lich? Is it Lich? I think it's Lich, right? It, I, I'm i asking you. I, I think it's Lich. Yeah, I, I think it's Lich, right? Hold that on. sounds can, right. You can ask Google. Hold on. Uh, how to pronounce, pronounce Lich. Lich. I feel like I've heard it so many times. I've never heard it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Lich. Okay, cool. Confirmation Wait. from Google that I'm correct. One more. Lich. All right. Lich. Um, Lich. So uh, I, I was going to look up the titles, wasn't I? You oh. are. Oh, dag. Oh. oh. I mean, you, you did send them to me if that's faster. Uh, Love, Laugh, 
Lich. I was right. I love Laugh Lich. And it's got a woman in a um, <laughs> office chair being uh, caressed by a creature of nightmares on the cover. Um, I'm glad that there <laughs> is a romance novel with liches in it because uh, I don't see that very frequently. I don't either, which is why I didn't know how to pronounce the word. <laughs> like, I didn't even know what it was, and I'm still very confused. Uh, aren't there liches in What We Do in the Shadows? I think so. Yeah, aren't they? Aren't they? Mentioned, but I don't think. No, aren't they the ones that build Nadja? Oh, wait, I don't think you saw that. Oh, because <laughs> you've been watching without me. I have you're been a watching without you. Yeah, I well, had, I had, a, I had to cope because you were weak. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Um, so the first one is Love Laugh Lich, and then the second one is the Orc from the Office, which I actually read first. Um, they are fantastic. They are wonderfully done. Uh, like I said, Kate Pryor is a fantastic author. Um. They hurt me tremendously. And not for the reasons that I, I I initially thought. So I am not a fan, traditionally, um, of what we're going to talk about today in the broader sense, which is workplace romance. Um, and I, I feel like I know your opinions already. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'd like to maybe... As someone who has participated. <laughs> no, like, okay, so first of all, I have no context for, like, office shit i have never worked in an office yeah. in my entire fucking life i have um you have which mm-hmm. i think zests that up mm-hmm. <laughs> which actually does make parts of because clearly kate Pryor has in fact worked in an office in her life um and if she hasn't she's doing an amazing job about uh making me feel like she has because some of the jokes fucking slap oh. they're extremely good corporate jokes yeah you see i've never worked in a corporate office i have like fucked my co-workers because I work in the film industry yeah. and so it's like almost impossible not to fuck your co-workers yeah, it's against um, the rules. And, and it's against the rules to not fuck your co-workers mm-hmm. like it's like a mm-hmm. law mm-hmm. Uh, it's in their contract makes sense you have yeah. to fuck at least one of them uh, especially on a long show but even in a short show you yeah. know the rap party work fast. yeah work fast yeah it still counts uh, bone in the bathroom um <clears throat> Fucking your coworkers. Actually, that's why we rent porta potties generally. Oh god. (laughs) I'd rather die. (laughs) Um but I, I I did back during fanfiction.net days read mm-hmm. a lot of office romances. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I was like thinking about this the other day because I was like, could I survive like a nine to five office uh, job? Not Mostly because. Anyway, so I was like, could I survive that because I was having a crisis about my job? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and I was like, okay. Less drama, I would hope. Uh, and then mm. I was like thinking about Mm-mm. all the fan fiction I've read, Mm-mm. which is really a great reference for real life. Mm, yeah. um, and so one I revisited one. this fucking Sasuke Naruto fan fiction that I read Whoa! when I was in like. Oh, you were in the hole. I was deep in the hole, babe. It was like a midnight. Uh, I had work the next day, and I was like, I'm gonna read this this fucking ancient on on fanfiction.net? On fanfiction. I downloaded the app. It's actually, it's actually not a bad app. It's a great app, actually. <laughs> it's I, frustrating how good the app is. It's enraging how good the app. It's still on my phone. Wow. Next to Tinder. Wow. Um, lot of lot to unpack there. Yeah. Um. And so I was reading this this one that I think I read in like fucking twenty ten. Like this is ancient uh-huh. shit. Um. 
shout out to this fucking person. I think their fi- fan fiction is called Demilitarized Zone. I will g- give them that shout out. <laughs> and it's just this fucking office romance between Sasuke and Naruto where they're like CEO bigwigs or what the fuck ever um, that have beef or and are also childhood friends. And then they end up fucking and there's a kidnapping at the end of it. And I'm wow. like, oh, I actually would only be okay with working in an office if there were frequent yeah. kidnappings. Yeah, sexy, sexy kidnappings. Sexy, Agreed. sexy kidnappings. Yeah, I... So, I don't know if I've really talked about this on the podcast before. I don't think I have. I don't know. It's been two years. I have no idea. Um, okay, so my very first job was um, as a secretary, um, which is... I would never... should. Oh, my God. It should have been flipping burgers. R- really, I had no job in high school. This was immediately out of high school. My grandma got me a job at the travel agency she'd work, been working at for like 25 years. Um, and they did mostly corporate travel. So, it, you know, it's exactly what it sounds like. It was a corporate travel agency. Um, everyone had cubicles. Um, and I was this little 18-year-old with braces and glasses who <laughs> manned the front desk. Um, and it was... Ah, how do I describe my time? It was six months that felt like a million years. (laughs) (laughs) Like looking back, I'm like, was I, I worked there almost exactly six months and I, I, it feels, I developed anxiety for the first time working there. (laughs) Um, cause I basically being the lowest rung on the totem pole, I like, Everyone gave me all the jobs I didn't want. So I did everything from passport data entry to accounting to answering the phone for all of these people who um, are like trapped in Russia because their visa is not right. And so I have to get them to the right travel agent while they are like freaking out. I've had people yell at me and tell me that their boss was more important than I will ever be. And Fascinating. I, and it turns out that they were calling the wrong travel agency, which to this day is maybe the funniest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, and it was... It, it, the, I so clearly remember the day I decided that I was like, I can't work here anymore, was... Um, so whenever anything would bad, ha- bad would happen in the world, so that would affect travel, like say a plane flies into a bridge um, or uh, this was around the time that Iceland's volcano popped off and <laughs> all of the um, uh, planes were grounded like uh, for, like everywhere. Right. A million people trying to travel yeah. to Iceland. Yeah. Well, no, it was like the, the ash, the ash. Oh, my God. Grounded travel. Right. It almost destroyed travel for like a week. Like it was terrible. Forgot, yeah. um, the ash fall was insane. And um <laughs> I'll never forget, like, whenever anything bad happened in the world, like a bombing or whatever, um, it would affect travel. And then mm-hmm. our days would be terrible because all of a sudden everyone in the office is scrambling. We're getting a million calls. We're having to reroute people, figure out new visas, like all right. this stuff. Um, and uh, <laughs> when that would happen, immediately I would get the call. Like, like if I saw the headline in the morning that something had happened, I'd be like, OK, that day. I'm ordering pizza for the entire office or we're ordering Chipotle or something for the entire office. Mm-hmm. And um, the day I decided that I could not work there anymore was the day that I got screamed at by one of my coworkers for not ordering an extra side of black beans. One extra side was never going to be enough. Um, and I, I just remember like at that moment, because normally I'm a crier when someone yells at me, even if I know that they're wrong, unless I am 100% in the right, 
like getting yelled at by a customer for about masks and stuff. Mm. I don't give a shit. But if like if it's somebody who I like work with or whatever and they're like screaming at me or scolding me, my first reaction is to cry. Right. I am a crier. Same. Um and I remember her, like looking at her as she's yelling at me and not feeling even a prickle and being like, "Oh, I'm done here, I think. <laughs> I'm done here over some beans." Um and that's the kind of energy of like this absolutely insane corporate ennui that Kate Pryor brings to her books, which I really, really appreciate. I love that. Um, and she also, so to bring it around to uh, the the trope of workplace romance, she she does two different things. So her books don't follow the same formula. Um, the first one, Love Life. I can't say that fast because I feel like I'm going to fuck it up. I want to say Love, Laugh, Laugh, Lick, which which is a different kind of book, but not too dissimilar. I was going to say, is it that different? (laughs) It's not that different. Um, That one is about a secretary, essentially, falling in love with her boss. And he happens to be a a lich. So there's that complication. She works for a quite literal evil corporate entity oh i love that (laughs) like it's great the corporation existed and then was taken over by um ghouls essentially these and they all and everything's basically the same um and that's the joke it's great except the you know your boss is a lich and that's it and he does like black magic rituals and he's sexy and he's sexy as hell and she thinks he's sexy before she sees what's underneath his robe which i love um she wasn't about looks she was about the personality yeah Um, evil evil which corporate evil which is perhaps you know the less sexy of the evils but But it's still pretty sexy i mean it's on the spectrum right it's on the spectrum i mean yeah at least he's her boss yeah i do love a weird power dynamic in the workplace um my consensual workplace affair (laughs) (laughs) i know my consensual workplace relationship sorry yes (laughs) um and then the second one uh which is the orc from the office um that one is about a <laughs> uh, an orc who works in IT and um, the head of HR. <laughs> is she human? She is, yes. And he is like almost 10 foot tall orc. I love that. Did you see the cover? Did I, you look at I it? I did look at the cover, but I don't he, remember. You what can't it looks see like his face because he's standing in the elevator and it, oh, he's too tall. That's so good. Yeah. I, I went and reread it, and I was like, oh, I didn't catch that he was almost that track. Good for her. Good and it for has her. Maybe one of the... She is exactly yeah. a dick height. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She doesn't even need to get on her knees, man. Yeah. No. Um, so... <laughs> Which is great, because yeah. the strain can be a lot... Rug burn sucks. Yeah. yeah literally. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I just... I, the opening scene for <laughs> work from the office is so fucking good. It literally opens with like her cursing a file cabinet because she can't get it open, and she's planning on writing like a company wide fuck off email oh, uh, for for someone closing it too hard, um, which is very corporate because uh, working at a corporation is nothing if not a series of menacing and passive aggressive emails. I will say that is the universal experience: is all emails should be passive aggressive and That's true. menacing. Yeah. I try to make mine as menacing as possible. I actually said this to my uh, the owner of or one of the owners of my bookshop recently, where I um, we were talking about contacting customers about special orders, and lately mm-hmm. I have pivoted to signing off my emails with "See you soon," <laughs> which I feel like has just a slight air of menace to it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. I I make distinctions between my emails between people I actually enjoy now mm. by like signing off like your pal V and like otherwise it's just like looking forward to hearing from you as soon as possible. <laughs> Email me back. <laughs> yeah, I um I definitely like uh I I I think I I get so much anxiety thinking about going back to the corporate world. Like, I I never, I could not, I would die. I would suffocate. There's no way. First of all, not being able to say fuck at work would destroy me. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, I forgot. And, and yeah, exactly. Having to wear business casual. I got, I got taken aside um, for not ironing my shirts properly. Um, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Yes. Yes. I had a sweater in my drawer. Um, that is the kind of place I worked at where I needed to keep a sweater because the AC was always just a little bit too cold. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Peak corporate atmosphere. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fully every stereotype possible. Yes. Yes. I looked like Pam from The Office. It was quite something. Um, anyway, the first chapter of this book mm-hmm. is fantastic because she's trying to open up this filing cabinet, um, which is the most evil of devices and does belong in an cor- evil corporate entity. Yeah. Um, and she can't. And this orc happens by the, the closet that she's in and is like, can I help you with that? And she's like, sure. I'm angry. You incredibly large man. You yes. can probably only fit a finger yes. into the filing please, cabinet please. slot. Yeah, exactly. She, and then she goes to help him because she feels like he, cause he can't get it open right away. Um, and she goes to help him. And in doing so, his strength combined with her being there um, and unlatching the thing, because apparently he didn't know how to do that. Um, <laughs> she she elbows him in the nose and fucking breaks his nose. Incredible. Incredible work. Yes. I hear what you're saying. That's amazing. And what an amazing meat cute. Well, what proceeds to happen is that um, because she <laughs> because she fucked him up, it triggered this blood mating bond between them. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where they both get absolutely uncontrollably horny in each other's presence. Um, And she's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm head of HR. I can't be thinking about fucking this guy in my office. Um, And it turns out that this is a thing that works do where, like, they're chosen they mate. They bust each it, other's yeah. noses open. They fuck him up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> it's hot as hell. He's a 10 foot tall and he's also like kind of shy and he's clearly like really self-conscious of his size, which I find very, very attractive. Yeah. Um, He's definitely not an alpha male. I love that for him. Um, and, uh, they, what then happens is they have to get a mediator because the, it's a, it's like against the office rules to like trigger a blood mating bond in the office. I love that that's a written <laughs> There's like a, there's like a video they have to watch and everything. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. Everyone is awful. <laughs> it's so good. And, and then it, you know, proceeds the way you think it's going to, which is like, she is trying to like not pursue this thing. He clearly is like okay, if you don't want to, that's fine. But also, like, this kind of does mean something to me, and I would like to see where it goes if we can. Um, he's just a sweet, sweet boy with, like, a six-foot-long penis. Can that fit inside her? No. What does she do? I mean, she does she, she does her damnedest is what she does. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. How much of his body? How much? Well, how I mean, I'm exaggerating. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but he's ten feet tall. So, like, yeah. relatively speaking, his dick would be even if it was just average, it'd be fucking huge. Oh god, be huge. How do you say? Be the length of my arm. Place slack. Well, here's the thing: is the amount of times that they do it at work, it not well. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. The, in the office? I, I've always wondered how, like, office sex would actually... Well, well, that's the thing is, like... Because she's... Kate Kate seems like a realist. She seems like she's... Well, she is. That's the thing. Kate is... Kate's a real one. She knows what's up. And that's, like, the main thing is that, A, the main character is, like, the HR department. Like, she knows that she, like, she should not be doing this, right? Um, and <laughs> the secondhand embarrassment comes in early kate you wicked wicked person um but she she is drawn to this man but she is also absolutely adamant that she cannot have a workplace relationship not only because she's hr but because she had a really really bad experience with that in the past Mm -hmm. um and that's why she had to leave her past company um so she's really adamant about this but she also is really drawn to him so she keeps like kind of wanting to talk to him and so because she's curious about orc stuff which he doesn't really know anything about giant his, orc dick. his giant orc dick quite literally she accidentally looks at orc porn at work and it triggers the it department <laughs> to send Dog. her warning, which is him <laughs> yeah and it and it hurt me so viscerally fucking i would i would have left the company then i would have i would have gone and died in a hole how does this get resolved i can't how does it get resolved is that he's kind of into it oh good for her you know what actually with her (laughs) actually like like if that had been on my end i probably would have been like oh yeah i mean if it was like the most specific like very clearly they were thinking of you while typing in the search terms like it would have been like oh well i mean Yeah. yeah maybe not at work but uh, maybe at work, maybe at work. Well, then he has to because they work at a corporate office. He then has to make her take a class on how not to click on suspicious links. No sneaky link links on those computers, but I can no. be your sneaky link. Yeah, you can be or yeah. I mean that that definitely you know not very sneaky because again he's huge. Um, and they do it in an elevator. Oh. Oh, how? Quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, he's very endearing. Like, he very, it, it's, it, I love a sweet, huge man. Yeah. I love a sweet, huge baby man. So good. I love a soft boy. Um, I, I write a variety of heroes. Some of my heroes are very soft and I love them the most, I think. Because I think that that is the harder choice in a world that's that's mean yeah. is to be soft. A soft boy. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I think that that takes a lot more bravery, es- especially when you're when you're a big boy. Yeah, especially it's when you're very, a big boy. It's very people expect to be. you to be a certain way. Yeah, yeah. And being soft is such a like strong choice. Yeah, and he's he's extremely turned on by how how tough she is. Yeah, <laughs> he loves that she's a she she's an HR and she's a badass and she tells people to fuck off. It's fantastic. I love that for them. At one point, they go on a shared spa trip. Um, and that's that's exactly what it sounds like, and then and then they do it in this like pool thing. Um, it's great. There's a lot of oil involved. Um, his huge monster schlong. It's you know. I just I'm I'm still processing the monster schlong a lot. That's I mean I think that is a continuous process when you are having sex with somebody who has a monster schlong. So I think you know you're getting the right vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, her poor cervix. Oh, everything, all of it, all of her it. Her jaw, jaw. I mean, like her abdominal wall, her all abdominal of it. Wall. 
man. I'm getting slapped in the face. <laughs> yeah. God, none of that. No, thank you. No. P- poke an eye out. <laughs> Jesus. I'm getting clubbed to death <laughs> with a green dick. Um, the, and then the, the so I will say, though, uh, because I read the first one, I mean, I read the second one first. I didn't exactly expect the first one to be more monstery. Usually that's not how that goes. I feel like normally it's like sweet and kind of like normal. And then as the series progresses, things get weirder because you got to do something different. Yeah. Right. Spice it up. You got to be spicy. Um, nah, man. <laughs> nah. <laughs> this man is a fucking eldritch horror underneath that fucking... <laughs> okay. Okay. Actually, yes. I do need specifics <laughs> okay. about what this lich looks like. Is he ghostly? I need to. I need is to, he skeletal? No, he's not. Is he fleshy? I, because of how he looks on the cover, I thought he was going to be skeletal. I thought this was going to be a ghoul. Yeah, I remember. And I was, I was frankly really into that. Um, what it turned out, he. <laughs> I'm going to try to look up. Um, uh, <laughs> I just the the line that it opened up to was I mean there's no ethical consumption under evil dominion <laughs> the organic label doesn't mean it's better it's just it means it's more expensive <laughs> I mean true yeah. um, let me see if I can look up hmm. yeah I want an explicit okay found it description um, his face is almost lion like or maybe it's bear like and I'm just thinking about lions because of the sheer volume of his mane of hair <laughs> fur the rack of four large horns. The hair continues in a war path down his stupidly broad chest. Um, his so on and so forth. Broad toned leathery torso. Leathery. And stops short after his hips. Um, yeah. <laughs> Why would a dark lord have any need for pants? <laughs> Um, I don't know what to make of what I see, but it's not like any human penis I've ever seen, or any kind, really. There's a lot going on there, and I'm half caught between a warm spike of curiosity to explore and the sheer confusion of why on earth there would be so many. Oh, <laughs> lots of dicks. Lots of dicks, yeah. I I love that. I love that. Good for you, I Kate. Love that. I love an imagination. Yeah, I mean, the first one is so fucking whack. It's also very sweet, um, but it is... Okay, so, yeah. Can I give you the premise? This love journey yeah. between this fucking evi- evil so, corporate... Because I can't forget that he's evil corporate. He's evil is- corporate. He, he's also just a dark lord as well. Okay, cool, um, cool, 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 cool. That's his job title. Um, so he is um, her boss. He, she's been working for him for a while since he took over the corporation. And um, they get along just fine, actually. Um, and she really likes her job. She's really good at it. Um, unfortunately, people keep breaking in to try and assassinate him because he is uh, the dark lord. Yeah. And he does evil rituals and magic and stuff in his office and you know, all the day's work. Um, and recently he hired someone to help him with an evil ritual and the service he used turned out they were hiding an assassin in their ranks. And as he was attempting to, to you know, do the ritual, the assassin tried to kill him as they are wont to do. And this is really a fucking bummer. Not least of which because her office was destroyed in the process. Oh, fuck. I know it sucks. She's kind of upset about that. But she does she move office. into his office? No, she doesn't. She's been oh. working on this like accounting floor where this guy's trying to chat her up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fine. But uh, it means that her boss comes to her and everyone is fucking terrified of him <laughs> because he does not look like that to them. He always wears this hooded robe that hides his real form. So he just looks like a wraith kind of walking around. Um, and she's chill with him. Worth him for a while. He's not that scary. Mostly he just likes his calls redirected and 
you know, to keep his schedule right. He's fine. He's like any other boss. Um, until this happens and he, you know, she, she goes to help him, you know, get his day sorted and, uh, she stumbles upon him, like, trying to do this ritual, and he's frustrated, and she's like, ah, oh, is it because, like, the assassins, you can't really do your stuff? And he's like, yeah, man, sucks. All these assassins. I mean, it's like, I needed this thing for a spell, and I can't do it because now who the fuck am I going to hire? And it's just, it's not like they ever were going to kill me. Like, no one can kill me. I'm immortal or whatever. Uh, I'm a dark lord. <laughs> Fucking sexy. Yeah, sexy, I know. Sexy, sexy. Um, but it's an inconvenience. She's like, well, what do you need? He needs a um, a shiver. Um, he needs to capture the essence of a shiver. And uh, she's like, well, you know, I'm I'm here to help. I, I'm, you know, I'd be happy. I mean, I can, I could, I could, I could do that. Love that for her. <laughs> love the initiative. I love the initiative. It's like, that's promotion material. That's promotion material. Um, she is clear line. Yes, exactly. Um, and also, she has a little bit of a crush on him. <laughs> so she's like, well, I wonder, like, what it would be like to I don't mean you know, I don't know. Also, if I had the chance to participate in an evil magic ritual, I'm gonna take it for sure, for sure, for sure. And also, like, clear line of power. Yeah, just get in there. Also, get your dark magics in. Yeah, I, I mean, I, she doesn't I, know that he's not gonna eat her at the end of it or whatever. But whatever, like, yeah, you know, rising up in the corporate ranks takes risk. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking succession levels of fucking plotting. Oh, so she's going to become the next Dark Lord. I think that would be sexy of her. Clearly, yeah. I yeah. mean, she'll get her name on the plaque. <laughs> <laughs> the office, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so she she goes to do this. And in, in, in doing so, things continue to escalate and um, until she offers him the rest of her to be used in a, in a ritual. Because it turns out she's a virgin. She's an aberdeen. Wow. Um, um, yes, and and that's very. I mean, that's a that's that's a precious commodity, hard to come by, particularly in the the corporate world. I imagine because they're all a bunch of fucking dirty sluts. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know, you can see where that goes. And she's also the only one that he really shows his face to. And as this his like big sexy lion, lion bear face, face with four horns. I mean, outrageous. Giant mane. Yeah. That goes down to his leathery chest. His, his weird, broad, I think I am chest. kind of into the leathery chest thing. It's, like, kind of bothering me that I, I'm a little bit into that. I mean, yeah. Like, it's like I mean, he's soft. Yeah, that's why I'm like, yeah, oh, I could kind of get down with the soft. Problem is, on, like, a hot night, like, can you imagine, like, putting your cheek on his chest and like, going to sleep? And then, like, oh, the, like... Getting a little... <laughs> trying to, like, peel That's already off. humans, though. Like, uh, d- d- touching normal human skin on a hot, sweaty True, night and peeling yourself off I'm off thinking the damp. of, like, have you ever had to peel yourself off, your, like, your ass off of a leather seat? That's true. Like, it's a that's different true. experience. It's a different experience for sure. Is it worse or better? I do not know because then you are creating all of the wetness. I mean, but I doubt he sweats. That's Dark what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's it's me creating all the wetness versus a shared wetness. Like <laughs> I think that's worse. I want to say a shared wetness because then you can't be accountable. Yeah. It's like yeah. we both did this. We we're both moist right yeah, now. Yeah. We're both slick. Slick. Yeah. Um and they they have a so they have like this tumultuous relationship at first where they're like trying to navigate like clearly she already has feelings for him and it's not clear that he has feelings for her 
back. Um, he he's a he's a dark lord, and he's also a corporate monster, literally. So like, maybe expressing his feelings isn't quite as uh, natural to him as she's hoping. Mm-hmm. But she's super into him, and then she kind of starts to feel like, oh. Well, I know I signed up for this, and I know that he was very clear, like, we have never discussed that this is an actual relationship, but she's like, that's kind of what I want, and now I I don't know if I'll ever get that, and if I'm l- quite literally just being used, um, which she volunteered for. Right. Um, but ew, that sucks. That's no fun. No. That's no good, because she doesn't feel like he cares about her back. Like, the things he does to, like, woo her are, like... <laughs> He makes sure her, her 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 desk gets repaired so she can have her office back. Um, and at one point, he like sends her a bunch of flowers to her desk in the um before her her desk is repaired. So when she's still in accounting, in front of this guy who wants to take her out. But it's literally like the most corporate like thank you gift of like thank you for Yikes, your service <laughs> Yikes, i fucking dude. shivered i shivered when i read that i was like i know exactly what those flowers look like that's the worst and then she goes wait a minute who ordered these flowers for him i'm the only one who knows how to order flowers <laughs> 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 does he have a secret secretary what the fuck she Did gets really to mad learn how to order who can say it's never discussed no yeah. i want to know i want to know. know that he put the work in yeah, um, and it doesn't really like it. the 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 dark moment is when um, she discovers in this like storage room her where he keeps his like potion stuff. He discovers she discovers that he never actually used her shiver that she gave him first, and she's extremely hurt by it. Like she's like, "Oh, it quite literally meant nothing," and he's just putting me on a shelf with all his other you you know used whatevers. Um, this fucking blows and I'm done with this. Um, and so she accepts a date with, uh, with guy from accounting or whatever the fuck. And, um, he shoves him into eternal damnation. (laughs) He like literally opens up the floor and drops the guy in. I love that. I love that. That's really sexy. It's extremely sexy. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, really how does he win her back? No, we're spoiling the whole book. Well, I'm not, I mean, like from there, it's like, well, why the fuck did you, he was like, we don't have anything. What are you talking about? And then it's like, I thought we did. Did you not see that I fixed your desk? Why didn't you use the shiver, bitch? Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, cause I couldn't bear to use it. Because I wanted to keep it forever. Gay as hell, man. Extremely. Extremely. Soft shit. Soft shit. Dark, not Dark Lord shit, I, for I'm, sure. Fuck. Yeah. Embarrassing, frankly. Yeah. Anyway, it's really great when he gets down with all of his dicks, though. Yeah. A lot yeah, of them I go unused, about I imagine. The, I yeah. forgot about all the dicks. Yeah. I mean, there's potential there. There's for, a lot of potential. You can use a lot of those dicks. I mean, the raw material the is raw material. much more than we're used to working with. <laughs> Are his dicks leathery? No, I don't think so. Let me see. I, I need to know, do they self-lubricate? They might. Let me see. Are they leathery? Are they different textures? I would I like to think. know if we're dealing with like a tentacle in I want to... I have to figure out what word she uses. Schlong. I doubt she uses schlong. She's a fucking professional. <laughs> um, cock. Definitely cock. That's what I looked up first. Um, um, lot of loincloth. Yes, they, they, well, it, it the, mm, okay. A leathery texture. No leather. I mean. Giant cocks. No, it's, I think they're self-lubricating. 
Oh, um, oh love a self. If only because dick. she uses the word leaking a lot. Okay, good, 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 good. I mean, which is necessary when you have multiple that need to go in places that don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Saves you some time. Um, let me see. Do I have a definitive answer here? Oh, oh, I have a... I have, I have a bunch more detailed description if you'd like. I would love a <laughs> okay. detailed description of these dicks. Okay. Um, uh, okay. I sit up to see all of him standing before me. He shed his him. loincloth. A lot of him. Most of him even. Uh, and now that I'm directly eye level with his strange cocks, I still don't really know what to make of them. But the longer I look, the more I find myself toying with my bottom lip in interest. It seems kind of three-pronged. Three pronged. Okay, now we have a number. Yeah. The middle cock seems to be the longest, most actually cock like of the three, though the head is shaped differently, rounder, with little ridges patterning down the shaft. Ooh. The one on top seems to be I did I see I pictured a kind of fan. That's this also, is more of a stack. Yeah, I, I specifically thought like this, yeah. which a stack is much more practical. Uh, for sure, definitely. I mean I wasn't yeah. thinking practicality. No, when I, I wasn't. First, I was thinking because just kind I thought of, it was like a bush of dicks. I mean, it kind of it like when they're all flaccid, would they not just kind of all tangle up into a knot? Well, because she she never explicitly said how many there were at the beginning. That's true. I, I imagined a literal. I was bush imagining of dicks. a sort of like mole's nose, like a bouquet of dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one on top seems to be less of a cock and more like a something. Uh, it too looks different at the tip, a sort of puckered shape. A wet sheen glistening over it. Oh, okay. The one at the bottom concerns me a little because it's almost as long as the middle clock, though not nearly as girthy. So really, he does have the perfect set of appendages. He has the perfect set of of dicks to, yeah. to please her. Mm-hmm. The perfect trio. The perfect trio. Yeah. Um, I am a little disappointed it wasn't just a bushel, bushel of dicks. Certainly. I feel like, though, that implies... I mean... Again, I'm picturing a mole's nose, which I don't find particularly attractive, but it's no. not about me. Um, and that's, that's fine. Yeah, his dicks aren't about you. They're not about me. <laughs> I'm sure if his personality was good enough, I might be into it. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'd fall into that bush of dicks. And just kind of tickle around. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, I would be worried about Burrow knowledge. Around <laughs> <laughs> you know? And get lost yeah. in a <laughs> his, his dick bushel. It is dick bushel. Yeah. We've really earned the explicit time on this one. <laughs> Which is so funny because I'm thinking about what's coming out next week and it's my most researched and like serious series of episodes I've ever done. And this is the one that's going to come immediately before them, which is great. Which dick I feel like, Bush. Dick Bush. I mean, literal Dick Bush. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm trying to keep your, your you know, yeah. shit diverse. One thing I did like, though, about these books was the discussion around the ethics of this. Like, obviously the joke is that Ethics mean nothing in an evil company. Like, that is that is literally the joke. I want to say also, um, I am well known on this podcast for saying I really don't like rom-coms. Mostly because, most of the time, they're not fucking funny. That is the tragedy of a rom-com is that they're generally not funny. And that applies also, unfortunately, in the film world. A lot of times they're just not fucking funny. They're not fucking funny. And in particular, in the romance industry right now, um, for the past, like, two and a half years... It, think it's been a huge bummer and so everyone was told that like if you want to sell something right now you have to write a rom-com mm-hmm. uh, even though comedy is hard and most people can't do it comedy is i say that as someone who tries to be funny on a regular basis i'm 
good at it maybe 20% of the time. Yeah, no, being funny is super hard. In written form, it is very hard. It's so hard. That's why I don't write them. I don't think I, I don't know how to be funny. I'm witty. I'm fast. And that's about it. Actual funny, I don't, I don't know from funny. And, and like film, you even get a passive, like, because you can person improv. to person also, like, because physicality is so mm-hmm, much of being mm-hmm. funny in person and, like, all of these things. Whereas, like, you have to be so clever. You have to be so smart about how to be funny in books. And I think I, in all of my fucking time reading, and I read a lot, like, I've read three books that are legitimately very funny. These Both of these books are fucking hilarious. They are extremely funny. I laughed out loud throughout the entire uh, two books. Um, which is incredible. And I've, I, part of me wishes they weren't as weird as they are. So I could then like get all of my friends to read them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I want to, I have complained about this endlessly, um, about the fact that rom-coms aren't funny and people who are writing them shouldn't be writing them. They should be writing what they're good at. Right. And unfortunately they're being forced to write stuff that they're not good at. And that sucks because that means that the books aren't good and that hurts them in the long run. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I almost wish I, I love the books as they are and I would never change them. Mm-hmm. However, there's a part of me that is like, wow, I wish these were just a tiny bit less weird so I could force all of my romance friends to read them um, who would never read monster romance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could be like, this is a funny book. This is a rom-com. This is funny. Please understand this. And I say that even with the caveat that Kate Pryor fucking almost murdered me dead with her secondhand embarrassment. In the I was going to say like, so many of them also that. use cringe and oh, this one used cringe so much. It was still so fucking hilarious and good that I was like, I, I'm going to muscle through this. Most books like this, I would have put down almost immediately. As soon as I literally, I, I yelled when she looked up what I knew she was going to look up porn. And I like, put my phone down. I was like, no. can I, ooh, can I muscle through? Can I do it? And then I was like, okay, this is probably going to be the most embarrassing thing that ever happened. Nope. It wasn't. It was, but it was up there. Oh, there's more embarrassing Oh, there's a lot things. of embarrassed. No. There's so much embarrassed. And then I went into, um, the, my, my Patreon discord and I yelled about it. People were like, Abigail, like, I don't understand why you have such an issue with this. And I was like, listen, listen, I can't. I just can't. I, I just, it hurts me. I live me. it. I live it. I live I it, in my body. it in my body. I only have one human body and you're going to do it to me. And I'm going to experience it. I'm going to experience it so deeply. And I'm going to keep it with me forever. Yeah, I have to I'm live with that haunt, now. I'm haunted by what you've done. Yes. Yes. You haven't even read the book and I bet you'll think about this. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's fucking brutal. It's brutal out here on these streets. I can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. And it is funny though that like it has become so well known to, to my friends and you know, various people um, that like <laughs> I Victoria sent me an arc of her uh, newest book um, and uh, <laughs> she literally was like content warning specifically for Abigail. There are going to be moments in this book where the heroine is embarrassed. <laughs> Trigger warning cringe. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, you understand me so well. Yeah, I need to. I need to know. I need to know. Yeah. I need a. I need a fucking yeah. trigger warning. Secondhand embarrassment because I feel it. So I feel much it in so hard. Um, along with the secondhand embarrassment, though, there is discussion of the ethics of this, which mm-hmm. I I expected like a little bit because normally there's some hand waving about like, oh well, he's your boss, but it's okay because of it's whatever. It's okay. Yeah. This actually like 
the main character in the first one gets a talking to from the main character of the second one, who is the head of HR. She's like, they're friends. And she's like, you should not be doing this. You, like, again, you can do whatever you want. Ethics mean nothing. We work for a literally evil corporation headed by a dark lord. Like, if you want to fuck your boss, If you want to fuck, fuck your boss. the big boss, yeah. I mean, seems okay with him. <laughs> um, but also, you, like, you shouldn't do this. As your friend, I don't think you should do this. And they have a long discussion about it. And, of course, she's like, nah, I'm going to do it anyway. Which, fair. Um, he's got if three I legs. had a bush yeah. of dicks, if <laughs> I made contact with that three-pronged dick, me, yeah, I'm you know? sorry, man. I've seen what's underneath that loincloth. I am entering this consensual workplace relationship. Consensually. With, with, with my three-pronged dick yeah. man. Up and out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so th- I I liked that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was carried over even better into Janice's book um, because I, I kind of thought it'd be like left on the floor after that. Like, OK, well, I guess we're just not going to talk about it again. Yeah. Literally, her whole character arc is around the fact that she got burned by a workplace relationship. She was in a relationship with um, one of her fellow workers. I don't remember if he was her boss. Or not. I don't think so. I think they were both kind of after the same promotion. And because he didn't want her to get it, he spread a rumor that um, she was fucking their boss, even though he was the one fucking her. And it ruined her reputation and it made for an extremely hostile work environment. And she had to quit and she had to go find a new job. Um, And it like traumatized her, like really, truly traumatized her. And so that is the main reason she's super reluctant to enter a relationship with this guy, because she's like, this could go bad for me again. Like I didn't asked for this like this was i i i busted your fucking face open and i didn't <laughs> i didn't mean to and then i let you think of me in the in the storage room and then the, things escalated and that happens and but but we need to not consummate this relationship um and uh when he discovers that like the reason she's so reluctant he's just, like enraged on her behalf because that is super fucked up yeah um and it's her you know kind of taking a leap and trusting that he won't be terrible to her um but also it is literally like the entire plot is around the fact that she is hr and it is ethically irresponsible for her to be entering a relationship with yeah with anybody she works with um and i thought that that was like handled really well and not only was it funny and not only was it sweet and not only was there like cool magical realism stuff like it gets into like work culture and stuff that i just genuinely did not expect from this book um because it's it's framed as the whole series is almost a joke, right? Mm-hmm. They work for a big evil corporation. That's the joke. Yeah. Um, it's really nuanced, which is so impressive. Also, these novels are really short. Like, Kate Pryor, I'm like straight up fucking dope as hell. Please be on my podcast. Like, that was so cool. It was so cool. I love when people can do all of those things at once. Um, I can't. Be fun. I can't funny, make shit funny. Sexy I and also really thoughtful about your universe. Yeah. yeah. It's dope as shit. Date me, Kate. Yeah, date me, Kate. Date me, Kate. Um, please write about more bushels of dicks. <laughs> a, I'll dress a nest up like of a cool outlaw. We yeah. can do a fun role play. Yeah. Meet up um, on the frontier. I'm joking. I please don't report me to HR. <laughs> um, yeah. but no, that's sick as hell. I'm yeah. legitimately very interested in reading. You should you, at the. I think you would like maybe the first one the most because obviously he's the most monstery. But yeah. the second one is so fucking sweet. It almost killed me. She killed me dead twice, with embarrassment and then with sweet. Very sweet. Oh yeah. I, it. I truly. 
I, I can't believe that I like these books this much. Because that is such a deal breaker for me. (laughs) I will say that that the idea that there is worse in there is is killing me a little Mm -hmm. bit. I'm not going to spoil it because it's like the heel turn of the book. But yeah, there's worse. Oh, it's an important moment, too. Uh And you see it coming. You see it coming. And the dread is incalculable. Yeah. But she carries it off. She does a great job. She does a great job. And I think, honestly, the things that make it bearable is the fact that, like, the book is not 300 pages long. It's, like, 150 pages long. Okay, yeah. So, like, you know it's going to be over the fast. Clean, yeah, the, it's going to be clean and quick. Yeah, okay. yeah. So. You can read that shit in an afternoon and be healed from it. Yeah. By, like, cute and In, in the broader sense, I think, bush. like, this is one of those tropes that really works in um romance novels and obviously does not work in real life this is not a thing that i would ever pursue in real life um sleeping with your boss is a bad idea don't do it or or if he's a monster if he's got a big bush of dicks he's got a big bush of dicks i mean you shouldn't know that i think before you enter a relationship with your boss i've had some weird discussions (laughs) on sex i mean that's true you find out who has a weird ball (laughs) like it's yeah it's i get it i've also had some weird weird conversations on the floor (laughs) of the bookstore um yeah i work Uh, in deeply professional environments i've talked a lot about rubber sheets (laughs) at at my bookstore so you know yeah it happens but uh i yeah this is one of those things that i think like is a inherently problematic um uh you know topic or trope or whatever like it's one of those things that never like like sexy kidnapping this is one of those things that is very fun to read about absolutely like not something that you should ever yeah Um, i mean do all your fun role plays yeah i mean if you want to role play as the sexy lich boss and yeah. your partner is you will have to get very good at secretary. costuming and special effects you will absolutely have there's think, no other way to yeah do it. of course of course of course uh do whatever you want i'm pretty sure he had a tail too if i'm not mistaken Ooh. there was a lot going on yeah um but yeah no office romance in real life oh can't even nope. imagine no nope. uh nope. fucking your co-workers is is a mistake in general it's a bad idea um like i say this as someone who absolutely has yeah. but like my co-workers i only work with occasionally yeah. uh, and sometimes i will never see them again which is great mm-hmm. but if you are living in that environment bad choice particularly if you work in a corporate atmosphere don't ever fuck your coworkers. don't fuck your coworkers. it's already toxic as shit in there you're pitted against each other because you don't matter um don't do that don't fuck your coworkers. i think everyone who's listening to this podcast knows that and i don't imagine that anybody who's listening to this podcast works in corporate atmosphere now that i'm thinking about it no yeah. hmm. hmm. if you do Rip. Sorry. Big rips, man. Sorry. Don't know what that's like. Yeah, I good do. Life. And my heart is with you. Um, unless you really are actually very good at being petty, in which case that I'm sure you're having a good time. Because um, some people thrive in that environment. And I simply do not. Yeah. Um, I just want to I can't even fucking imagine. Yeah. Uh, I started developing like like anxiety related like stress nightmares while I worked there. Yeah, where I was dreaming of sorting mail. I I I still get email nightmares um, from my time period at the print shop just mm-hmm. because of the amount of emails that I had to deal with that were all very angry. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I also had to do design stuff, which I didn't know how to do. No. Um, I was fucking my coworker then, too. Mm. Yeah. Love this. <laughs> I I, like, look back and I'm like, why did they let this, like... 18 year old who barely fucking knows how to like find her own ass with her two hands like put in like visa shit nightmarish i can't 
I should not have it. Accounting. I was charged with accounting. Yeah, I was given the dumb person jobs. I still, still. I don't know how to. Did you have to open up QuickBooks? <laughs> no, I never did do it. No, okay. we had like an accounting department, and they would basically give me like shit sorting jobs, and, okay, like, okay, and okay, data okay. entry okay. jobs. Like, and it was always like, you have nothing to do today. Like, you're gonna do this, and I'm like, you didn't ask if I had anything to do today. And I'd be like in the middle of this is on top of also being my boss's personal assistant. Like, this was not just like answering and directing phone calls. This was like my boss would just swan in one day and be like, I want you to buy me 25 tickets to the circus, and I'd be like, what circus? What? What kind of tickets? Like, what do you, and, and then what do you, and, uh, um, or like to the Nutcracker. I had to do that too. Fascinating. Yeah. I want you to buy me, um, somebody's wedding gift from, from their registry. Oh. Yeah. So I had to pick somebody's wedding gift to a, a person I didn't know. I picked a couple of wooden spoons. Hmm. I'm sure that she could have afforded more, but she didn't give me a budget, so I didn't know how much to spend. <laughs> I mean... Those are a good gift. Yeah, I, would I thought be so. so stoked. I mean, the fact they said they wanted them. I, again, I was 18, fresh yeah. out of high school. I remember I was so nervous about my first days of the job that I almost threw up in the car, mm-hmm. which was portentous for the rest of my time there. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Anyway, so, uh, Kate Pryor, you're doing great. These books are weird and wonderful, and I can't wait for the next one, whenever that's going to be. I don't know. I'm stoked to read your fucking books. Yeah, man. Um, God bless. Uh, you have a fun name. I hope you know that. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a pen name. Maybe not. But... I don't know. Kate Pryor. I, yeah. I could buy that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, it is definitely a real name. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Not Katie Pryor. Like, I always look up because I'm an idiot. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so these were great. And um, I don't know if I'll seek out more workplace romance. It's not really my jam. Um, unless they have some weird fucked up twists, like one of them is a lich. Yeah. Um, I've uh, read a lot of workplace fan fiction in my youth. I think because I didn't understand. Technically, Um, if you're reading any sort of Naruto fan fiction, they all work together. How much workplace, (laughs) uh, romance have I been reading (laughs) where they're inadvertently? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, one day we will do a Naruto podcast, and it will it will be the end of this podcast. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, It'll be the finale. Perhaps the worst one you could. Probably, I am obligated to be on it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I wouldn't I, have anybody else. Good because it's like perhaps the thing I have the most. It, and it, I think it really shaped us both. <laughs> like, not even the sh- don't give a shit about the show or or the manga. But no, God. Naruto fan fiction itself when in. We probably wouldn't be sitting here together if not without Naruto fan fiction, I, which it is changed terrifying. the fucking chemistry of my goddamn brain. <laughs> yeah. um, I have such strong opinions still to this day. Oh, to oh, oh my I'll, god, I'll never be rid of them. Oh, I no. because I was reading terrible Naruto yeah. fan fiction. Yeah, you're recent. You're you're still a Naruto fan fiction reader technically. So how it's does that so feel? Bad, <laughs> bad. Because oh my god, yeah. um, I still feel like I know these characters better than most people. It's like kind of fucked up. Yeah, I mean, you and I did spend probably all told about a decade reading hundreds of thousands of words. So we all we have to live with that. And also writing some. And so. also writing some. We both wrote Naruto fan fiction. Mm-hmm. My most successful fanfic ever was a Naruto fanfic, and that haunts me. I think technically mm, No, your no, I know mine, yours was. Mine was still the yeah. Yeah. The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't I mean I'm no shade. I know what I wrote, so <laughs> I can't say anything. Um yeah. 
uh, every once in a while, I, I still have that account, and I'll, I'll look and see what the read count is, and I get extremely depressed. <laughs> My fanfiction.net account is officially dead. It's been dead now for several months. That's smart. Um, I, I should did kill should it. Blast mine. But I do... I do live with the fact that somebody did just steal my story and put it on AO3, which, like, I'm just, like, living with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... like, I have my account on AO3, and I have that fanfiction favorited just because I'm, like, I mean, yeah, I would want to like... watch it, see what happens. Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I think about it. I'm, like, I read the comments on it, and I'm, like, yeah, thank you for saying <laughs> that about <laughs> and so I had, I had, I've had people adopt my stories, and people were very respectful and they messaged me first and were like hey like i don't know if you're ever gonna like pursue this or finish this and like would it be okay if i and i was like yeah man go wild i don't care that's fine and then they did and then they wrote um uh uh well they wrote they wrote some stuff yeah and it wasn't necessarily to my liking listen i just think that like if a character canonically doesn't ever sing you should never have them sing in a oh, fan fiction weird yeah that's and, whack. Uh, and i and they t- they went some fucking ways with this fanfic and i was like wow this is getting wild and then all of a sudden like there was a bleak point and then the- this character was like and when i get upset i need to sing about it and i was like i think i'm out that's so uh, oof yowch yowch that's embarrassing Goodbye. that's embarrassing that's embarrassing ouchie it's been ouchie. nice knowing you hurts my heart yeah <sighs> yeah i would there was nothing to adopt with mine it was just stolen which yeah. like i don't know it's fine. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> I would have nuked it. So yeah, it I'm lives glad on. it's living its second life now. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, speaking of living second lives, do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I guess go watch Succession if you love Office shit. What the f- okay. Um, not Office romance. I have nothing. I have nothing. I'm not prepared. <laughs> I've been isolated from the universe for like a month and a half. I mean, I did come home and immediately watch as much Bluey as I possibly could. Um, dire sign. I highly recommend Bluey. Um, I I don't engage a lot anymore in like children's media. Um, but Bluey has been such a fucking breath of fresh air. I wept several times while watching episodes mm. of Bluey. Makes sense. Um I've heard good things about Bluey. It's really good. Mm. It's absurdly good. While it's... you were gone, I just rewatched my castle show. And my farm show. Well my farm people. You know my farm people. I know your farm people. I, I haunts, watched all of it the seasons. It haunts my Amazon recommended. <laughs> yes. So yes it does because I do watch it on your account. <laughs> Every time I do, I always laugh too. Every time I click into your account I'm like, there you go me <laughs> <laughs> this account is shared with like my other two best friends, uh, Faith and Andrew, who get to avoid your no, because I do it on your under your name on my, on my name, yeah, on my Wait, name until you make me a little separate tab, then I will continue. <laughs> you will never get your own. Tab. Well, then I will continue to ruin your algorithm, and we yeah. both have to live with that. No, that's fair. Yeah, um, I'll watch more because it's the Christmas season, and that's when I do oh, this. God, fucking damn it! Yeah. You know, I know it's my comfort show. Um, well, if you want a good, good, funky comfort show that is not filled with office romance, um, you should watch Blue. Yeah. Bluey's great. One um, day Blue will grow up and he'll fuck his boss. Bluey is a girl. As far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> she has specifically stated it. My bad, Bluey. She has stated her gender for the record. Well, Bluey will grow up to fuck her boss then. Bluey, please don't fuck your boss. Um... Also, don't say sexy stuff about Bluey. 
Don't say sexy <laughs> stuff about Bluey. Uh, that is my pure media. Um, what else? What's that one Apple TV fucking office show where the two old men get into an office relationship? It also started with an S. Um, not Severance. <laughs> oh, it was Severance. Oh, it was a Severance. It was Severance. I know nothing about that show other than it's like a weird dystopia thing. It's like a dystopia office thing. Oh. Yeah. And um, two old men fall in oh. love in it. Okay. And it's really good. It's huh. really good. Okay. Uh, I've heard good things about it. I'll never watch it. I know you won't. I know you won't. I only watch one thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, um, pluggables, right? Me stuff. Yeah, now it's your turn. All um, right. <clears throat> well, this is the last episode before December. It's coming out tomorrow, um, which means that uh, you should. I'll be doing, obviously, episodes, and they will have pluggables at the end. But this is the last one that I'm probably going to think about them extensively. So um, I have a book coming out on January 10th. It's called Empire. It's all about a vampire um, who is a retired assassin who falls in love with his gardener through his bedroom window. Um, sexy. It's extremely sexy, and he loves her very much. He's got, I've, I've been told he has stern daddy energy. Um, love it. Which is very good. He would do anything for her. Um, and uh, there's murder in it, so... Um, I also, I got yelled at by my, by my patrons because they, they said that, um, they were like, can we not have the peril in this one? Can it just be sweetness? And I was like, no. no. And I did some gory shit at the end. Um, it, I think you'll enjoy it a lot, V. Ooh. Um. Spicy. Yes. I've also accidentally baked in a breeding kink into my vampires and that's my bad. Um, Hot. Okay. It yeah, happens to the that. best of us, man. I thought I did something new and exciting with the vampire cannon and I ended up just doing a breeding kink. So breeding there we kink. go. Yeah. Nothing's new. <laughs> so that was my fun revelation while you were away. Um, and uh, and yeah, so it's coming out January 10th. You can get it out in paperback or um, ebook or whatever the fuck. It'll be in KU. Um, you know, uh, you can also join my Patreon. I just sent out a thick load of stickers to all of my patrons. All those stickers are so sexy. They're extremely sexy. One of them is glow in the dark. Um, he is standing in the window, and he, when it's glow in the dark, he looks extra creepy because you can see how his eyes glow like like a leopard's eyes glow. Um, yes, it's very cool, and they're like large, um, and they're very cool. So if you want to join the Patreon, I suggest doing that. Um, Yes, December is a good time to join. I can't say why, but if you like stuff, it's a good time. Presents. Presents. Goodies. Everyone gets goodies. Um, and I will be sending those out in the, probably, I think, like the second week of December after I get back from my trip to Florida. Um, so, yeah, do that. You can find me also wherever. I know that Twitter is like, Whatever is happening on Twitter. I, I guess it's dying. I can't tell what the fuck Certainly is Certainly it's a bad on. place to be, but it I'm, is, I'm it there. It is definitely a bad place. Yeah. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram, though, frankly, because I enjoy um, doing stupid stories and stuff and uh, posting art there. Um, I'm also making an art archive on, t- on Tumblr um, because I feel like that's a better way to be able to look at my art if you want to. Um, uh, so, yeah, you can find all those links below. Mostly buy my book or read my book or bookmark my book for when it comes out. Whatever you want to do. That helps me a lot. Join my Patreon. That also helps me a lot. Um, I'm not going to say what the episodes are in December. You are going to find out next week. You should all be very excited. There, I think that... 
listen, <laughs> I think I am at my my truly most evolved form when I'm talking about the subject <laughs> that I'm talking about. And I, I like the I, I'm also it was part of writing them was like coming to the realization of like my internal like why I like history so much, but also why I never pursued becoming a historian myself and like my own insecurities with like um not being a uh a a an expert in the subject like I feel like I'm not fucking qualified to talk about anything um but enthusiasm counts for a lot I think Mm -hmm. and I really fucking love this subject because I think it's one of the coolest things in the world and it's really gay and it's so 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 like the history is so fucking choice it's so good so i hope you like it um i will say the episodes are going to be shorter they're going to be i actually haven't recorded the first one yet i'm going to do that today um so i'm not entirely sure exactly how long they're going to shake out my goal is to have them to be at least 30 minutes probably not much over that they're not going to be as long as say to give you a hint my twilight episode (laughs) um so but there's going to be four of them one for each week in december so um yeah i'll catch you then yeah, All right. That's it. Well, bye. Yeah. Wow. All right. That's it. <laughs> bye. Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts.